Hello, this is Aaron Bounds, pastor of the Anchor Church located in Zanesville, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life God called you to live. We want to go in prayer for a pastor tonight. He is getting ready to preach to 100 missionary couples. And I've been to those meetings over and over over the years. And missionaries go there for inspiration and direction and to hear a word from the Lord. I know a guy one time that taught a marriage seminar and he'd only been married less than a year. I asked the pastor, I said, what does he know? You don't know anything when you about marriage when you've only been married a year. But pastor is well qualified to speak to church planners tonight and he's requested that we lift him up in prayer. Let's pray that he'd have a mighty outpouring. Can we do that right now? God, in Jesus' name, we pray for Pastor tonight that you would touch him, direct him. Lord, anoint him heavily tonight. Help him, Lord Jesus, to reach these folks and encourage them. God, and help to lead them in the right direction that they they need to go. Bless, Lord, the word tonight as we preach and touch the congregation for receiving in Jesus' name we pray. And everybody says amen. I want to turn to Ecclesiastes, the 8th chapter and the 10th verse. I haven't preached from this scripture in a long time. I've been preaching since 1974. I'm getting ready to, to preach on anniversary service next weekend 20 years I can't believe it's 20 years that Brother Ephal planted a church in Fairmont I was home missions director but that time's just gone so quickly but but it's uh, I, I love being called to preach and I'm glad my two sons are preachers of the gospel I know my son David was here Sunday the greatest sons a man could possibly have. Ecclesiastes 8 and 10. And so I saw the wicked buried who had come and gone from the place of the holy and they were forgotten in the city where they had so done. This also is vanity. Because a sentence against an evil work is not executed speedily, therefore the hearts of the sons of men is fully set in them to do evil. And though a sinner do evil a hundred times, and his day be prolonged, yet surely I know that it shall be well with them that fear God, which fear before him, but it shall not be well with the wicked, neither shall he prolong his days, which are as a shadow, because he feareth not before God. Praise God. You may be seated tonight. I'd like to preach for a little while on this Wednesday night on stopping by the church on your way to hell. If you don't know the Lord, you're headed to hell. I don't want to go to hell, do you? No flowers are going to bloom in hell. No trees are going to bud in hell. There won't be children singing. There won't be laughter and song. It'll be just misery and agony. And I don't want to go to hell. It's a terrible place and the mob that's going to be there is going to be the worst people in society. But that's why we have church so we can make a U-turn 
How many remembers when you made your U-turn? I remember 1968, I was 12 years old. But uh, I, every time I, I come here and go to Parkersburg and Glen Ferris or other churches that I'm acquainted with, I see brand new people that's there. And then I see people that used to be there is not there anymore. You see, the church has an open door. We can't force anybody to come, and we can't force anybody to stay. Praise God. I looked up when I was sitting there just a minute ago, why people go to church. Number one is they want to get close to God. That's a great reason, isn't it? Number two, there's 81% of the people that come, that's their reason for coming. And uh, 69% also, they want their children to have a moral foundation. The church doesn't follow those, the fads. It sets the standards, doesn't it? It's a great place to bring your children. 68% say they come to be a better person. And also, for comfort in times of trouble or sorrow. I've seen a lot of broken people come to the house of the Lord. They find sermons are valuable. I remember sermons that I heard when I was just a youngster. I was telling the young gentleman uh, a little while ago I, uh, that preachers used to pick on me all the time when I was young. Even after I was married, I asked my wife, I said, do I have a sign on my back that says pick on me? I've been thrown overboard as, as Jonah and man just humiliated sometimes it's i was shy anyway and it was embarrassing but but i wouldn't i wouldn't give my experiences in the house of the lord for anything it stuck those messages in my mind and uh a lot of people come because they want to be a part of the faith community they want to be known as a christian they they want to fit, uh, follow their family tradition and they feel obligated to go. A lot of people do. That's why they come. And uh, they, they go to meet and socialize. Well, you can meet great people in the house of the Lord. And some people, just a small amount, 16%, they go to please their, their family or their wife or their mom. Praise God. I'm here tonight because I've got to make it to heaven. I've got to make it to heaven. But church is made up of so many different kinds of people. I heard a story, and it just came to my mind a little bit ago, and uh, when I was sitting on the front row, kids were playing church. Have you ever seen kids play church? I've watched them baptize the puppy dog, and, and three kids were playing. One of them said, I want to be the music director, and the other one said, well, I want to be the pastor. The other one said, I'm going to be mom and just complain about everything. <laughs> and the mom was listening. And she thought, it smote her heart. And she thought, does my kids look at me as a griper and a complainer? And it, the story said that that woman, she repented of that and changed and she became one of the best saints in that church. I don't want to be a griper and I don't want to be a complainer, but I want to be a worshiper. How about you? In the middle of it all, that's where I want to be. When the Holy Ghost is falling, I want it to fall on me. 
I remember a song we used to sing, I like to feel like I feel when I feel like I feel right now. Now that's the kind of church that I wanna be in. I wanna be able to say I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord. I just don't want it to be a pit stop on my way to hell. Praise God, this is a soul saving station. I've had people come, I've had freaks to come to church. One night, had a, somebody was banging on the door and, and I went to the door and there was, oh, I think it was four people in a car and it didn't have license plates on it. And, and they said they were hungry and we lived in the church and so they came in and, and the lady had a donkey's rear end tattooed on her arm. Now who does that? And they were looking at everything we had in our house. And my wife, she was fixing them. She fixed the worst meal I've ever seen her fix in my life. Because we were home missionaries and we didn't hardly have anything. Our saints would come in after church and eat everything in our house. Honest. They'd wipe out everything we had. They loved coming to our house. And some of them said, we only want to have about 25 people so we can all fit in your house at night. But they were looking at everything and they had a conflicting story. And I thought, they're here to rob us. And I didn't know it. David was only about that tall. And, and he had went upstairs and you could hear the shotgun go. <laughs> he had a sawed-off shotgun standing at the top of the stairs because he thought he was gonna, we were going to get robbed. Well, we finally got rid of them and we chained the door so they couldn't get back in. But people come for a lot of reasons. I've had them come to look to see what they could steal. It was a glorious day when they stole the tambourine. <laughs> Nothing worse than a person playing a tambourine that can't play a tambourine. <laughs> Praise God. And I've had so many people come that just, they, were, they just wanted something free. And they were begging and, and uh, they, they wanted money. These days it's difficult. And people come, they just want another hit or another fifth of liquor. But they just dark the door of the church a lot of times and you give them a little bit of money and they're gone and you don't see them anymore. But there's a lot of people that come for the right reason. Praise God. I've seen so many come and they wanted healing. We had a gentleman that uh, came to church about, I guess, a year ago. And he was dying of cancer. He couldn't even talk. He came and he said, I need prayer. I have. Uh, he was the last stage of cancer. And he came up and we prayed for him. In two weeks, his voice was back and then he went to the doctor and he didn't have cancer anymore. <laughs> Praise God. You can meet him if you come to church. Praise God, but God healed him of that cancer. And somebody said, well, I, I'm not gonna spend my whole life without God and then wait till I'm dying to ask him for anything. It's a good time to ask God when you're dying for him to touch you. I've heard people say, well, I've lived my whole life without him, so I'm not, gonna, I'm not even gonna ask him to forgive me. That is really stupid 
mistake for you to say. It's a good time. The Bible says the one that comes in at the 12th hour is, is going to get the same as the one that came in in, in the morning. <laughs> Praise God. I baptized a guy that was, uh, he was 103 years old. Now you're pushing it at 103. I baptized him in a, in a big, long bathtub at the hospital, and, and I had to baptize him. He was real tall, about 6'4", and I baptized him half at a time. <laughs> and he said, he said, a guy needs a little help when he's 113 years old. But he wasn't 113, he was 103, but I thought, man, you're, you're pushing it. Praise God. But anytime that you have an opportunity to come to the house of God is a good time to meet the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And you don't just have to come into this place stopping on your way to hell, but you can get an experience in the house of God that will give you joy unspeakable and full of glory. You can't buy a high like that. Praise God. I was working with a gentleman yesterday on my son's house. He's been in prison three years. They put him in prison for, for uh, writing a $900 check. And they gave him one year. They made a plea bargain that he'd only get five years probation and, and pay the money back. But the judge reversed that and sent him to prison. He said, no, you knew better than that. And so they forgot him. So he's been in prison three years. I said, that's terrible. He said, I'm glad it happened. I said, you're glad it happened? He said, I would have never met pastor and I would have never repented and been baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the Holy Ghost. <laughs> it doesn't make any difference how you get to church. Praise God, the matter is that you get there. Joseph. Joseph was sold into bondage and he was treated bad by his brethren and, and we know how he went down to Egypt and they sold him as a slave and then Potiphar's wife falsely accused him and they put him in jail. And, and then they forgot him down in that old dirty dungeon. But the next thing you know, you know where he was at? Even though the butler forgot him, the Bible says he forgot Joseph, and here he's in prison, but one day when they needed somebody that had a contact with God, he said, oh, I remember my fault this day. I forgot about that man in prison, and he, he, he can answer, he can give you the meaning of dreams. And the next thing you knew, that boy that had been forgotten and abused and used, he was standing in the presence of the king. You might go through terrible times in your life, but I'm here to tell you this is the portal of glory. You can step into the presence of the king. I feel him in the house tonight. You can trade your old tattered life for a brand new life. You don't have to leave like you came, but you can meet the king of kings and the Lord of lords. Man, I've seen people come and I've preached here several times and I've told you about people that, that have came to church and, and uh, the mayor's wife stopped by one day and her blood pressure was uncontrollable and Dr. Morgan said, go down at the apostolic church, they can help you. 
I was working on the parking lot. And I said, well, just hold on. I'll, I'll go get the oil. And your pastor and I, we prayed for her. Didn't see her for a long time. And then finally I seen her up at the beauty salon where I was getting my hair cut. And she said, I said, why haven't you been to church? She said, well, I wanted to tell you, since that day, my blood pressure has been perfect. I said, why haven't you come to church? She said, well, somebody said that uh, you wouldn't allow me to come dress like I dress. She wasn't immodest. I thought, why do people say such ridiculous things? Man, I'm telling you what. You can come in as long as you got clothes on. Now, we don't want you streaking through the congregation. As <laughs> long as you're not vulgar, but you can come in here. Man, God can save you in blue jeans the same as he can a, a, a suit jacket. If I had my brothers, I'd probably be in blue jeans. Praise God. But I'm telling you what, no matter what sect of society that you came from, you might have grew up on the wrong side of town. You, you might have a family that's, that's counted as the lowest of the lowest. But I'm here to tell you, when you walk in here, we're brothers and we're sisters. Man, God said, whosoever will, let him come and drink of the water of life freely. And though your sins be as scarlet, he'll make you whiter than snow. Don't just come for a visit, but get under the spout where the glory comes out. Praise God. Hallelujah. It's incredible what God does for people. I've seen people come to the house of God that were in bondage. One young girl came to Parkersburg, and I was there preaching one night, and one girl came up, and she was withered. Her hand was withered from, uh, she had OD'd. And I don't know how it messed her hand up, but she was drawn up like that. But when we spoke that glorious name of Jesus, her hand just went. Just like in the Bible. Who can speak to a cripple and they stand right up and walk? Who can cause the deaf and dumb to hear and start to talk? Who can touch a fevered brow and say, let it be? And with a little bit of clay, he can wash it away and the blinded eyes can see. I'm here to tell you, he can. And he's in the house tonight. And you can have an experience with Jesus. This is just not a religious organization, but it's a soul-saving, transforming station. And you can leave here better than you've ever been in your entire life. God, hallelujah. Man, I love to see people come that don't know anything about God. I like it when they get real happy and they say, hot dog. We say, hallelujah. And I like hallelujah. Praise the Lord. But I like it when they don't know how to express themselves. Man, I, I get more good out of it and I like to be around those people, don't you? My son David told me yesterday, he said, Dad, I'd rather be around this bunch than I would anybody I know. Oh, we went into Home Depot yesterday and, and uh, everybody knows David. Everybody. He's just a people person. And people were saying, hey, pastor. And, and here comes this dude up to him and, and he has... He has, he's covered in tattoos everywhere. Grabs him and hugs him. 
Dad, he said, Dad, they come to service every service. And his wife is one of the main worshipers in the church. They don't know anything about church, but they understand when they came to an altar of repentance, when they felt the convicting power of God, they experienced that forgiveness and they was buried with him in baptism and they know what it is to rise and walk in newness of life. They might not be walking like all of us, but they're on their way. Praise God. They're not intending on turning around and leaving the church and going back on that highway to hell, but they've locked in on heaven and they want to go. How many wants to go tonight? I want to go to heaven. I'm looking for a brand new glorified body like it unto his glorified body. Praise God. Hell has a horrible appetite. The Bible says it does. It says hell and destruction are never full, so the eyes of man are never satisfied. Hell's like a crouching lion in Isaiah 14 and 9. And it's moved, hell from beneath is moved for thee to meet thee at thy coming. It stirreth up the dead for thee. Mm, I don't want to go there. I don't want to go there. The eternity of hell is mentioned 126 times in the New Testament. Jesus spoke of hell 11 times and of heaven only one time. Praise God, because he didn't want people to go. He paid the ultimate sacrifice when he walked up that old hill called Golgotha and he let them nail him to an old rugged cross when he could have called legions of angels to set him free. But while he was on that cross, all you folks in Zanesville, Ohio, was on his mind and he was thinking, hey, I'm gonna allow them to come to church and change their direction so they just won't come to the church and leave on their way to hell. I watched the wicked come to the house of God and then, then they died and they were buried and, and nobody remembered them. What a sad thing. Man, people, some people seem like everything they touch just turns good. Live a life of, of hardly any oppression or and have money all the time but that ain't going to mean nothing if you're not washed in the blood of the lamb this is just a little small time of preparation praise god i i'm i'm pushing how old am i 66 well it ain't gonna be long i'm gonna be the big 70 People in my county, their average lifespan is 74. I don't know what it is in Ohio. Praise God. You might, I could sing this song. I'm getting ready to leave this world. I hope I'll make it. I dreamed that I was 83 and going to the Cambridge church working on their organ. I hope that's a, a dream from God. But if I have to go by the way of the grave, I was just, we've been at, at two viewings in the last three weeks. One lady, she was just, she was ready to go. When I got up, I said, you know her, she just reminds me, she was always faithful. Always faithful. How are they gonna remember you? 
I want them to say, well, he, he was a preacher of righteousness. Praise God. I, I, want, I want people to remember what I've told them. I want them to remember the words of the Lord that I gave them hope for eternity. I want to have some Sudanese behind me and Ethiopians and, and Mexicans and people from El Salvador and people from Ohio, people from the hills of West Virginia. I want people to be there that, that I help them through to get through to heaven because it's the only important thing in eternity. Praise God. It's going to be horrible in hell. Passion that won't be ever fulfilled and desire that can't be gratified and, and burning lust that will never subside and cravings for drugs. I don't think it's ever going to leave you if you go to hell. And craving for alcohol that will never subside. Hell's going to be, I wish I could paint a picture of hell that you could almost feel the heat from it. But I'm telling you what, mansions are going to glisten on the streets of glory. Hallelujah. I'm going to walk down that street made of pure gold. I'm going to be by the river of life. I'm going to get to sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and Bartholomew, and, and Paul, and Peter, and Silas. I believe it's going to be a wonderful time. I believe my grandma's going to be there, and my mom, and my dad, and my mother-in-law. We're going to have a hallelujah meeting. Praise God. And if you're crippled right now, somewhere between here and there, there's going to be a healing service. The blinded eyes are going to see. The deaf and ear are going to hear. The lame's going to walk. The dumb's going to talk. Somewhere between here and there. It don't matter a lot if I get touched down here. But I know one thing. I'm getting a brand new glorified body. No way am I just going to stop by the church. Man, I, I, I'm going to be rooted and grounded in the church. Praise God. Hallelujah. I want to be in the presence of the king. But people come to church, and I've seen it over the years, and, and they get an experience with God, and then they stay for a while. I've watched a man be on the front row. Woo, woo, woo. One guy was so wild, he'd sling his arms. You had to watch out or he'd hit you. Hadn't been, had the Holy Ghost very long. And then after a while, I watched him. He, he wasn't shouting anymore. He's just sitting. And next thing you know, he, he's sitting on the back. And he was with me the night I got the Holy Ghost. And the next thing you know, he was gone. Somebody said, oh, he's sitting up there beside the road where he always did when he would drink. And he went through a divorce. And the day of divorce, he was at his... He was at his uh, mother-in-law's house and his wife, which was his ex-wife that day. And she said, the mother-in-law said, do you want a cup of coffee? And he said, sure. And, and when she turned around to go get coffee, he pulled a pistol out and pointed at his ex-wife and pulled the trigger and she fell out. He thought he killed her and he just stuck the gun in his mouth. Blew his brains out. I thought, oh. Brother Malik, that troubled me. And I thought, I've been in the presence of God with that guy. I, I've, 
I've watched him under the power of God dance and dance and dance. But then I watched him, how the devil got a hold of him and took him right out of the church. That's sad. There's people that's not here tonight that, that somehow he wiggled in. He's like a serpent. And he, he'll, he'll just, and he'll, he'll pump that venom in your veins. And you sit there and you, you know he's doing it. I told people, you, you know what? You're in bad shape. Oh, no, pastor, I'm fine, I'm fine. No, you're not. You need to get in the altar. And, and then next thing you know, they're gone. I've seen people say, well, look back and see two people talking. They say, oh, they're talking about me. And they wasn't even talking about them at all. And, and then the next thing you know, they're gone because they're offended at something that didn't even happen. You know how that happened? You let that old stinking slide devil come in because he don't want you to make it to heaven, but he wants to take you and put you on his trophy wall in hell. But I'm here to tell the devil tonight, get behind me, Satan. I've got my foot on the rock and my mind's made up. You can't hurt my feelings and get me out of the church because you didn't save me and you can't unsave me. Praise God, my, I'm tougher than that. Man, if you get your feelings hurt easy, you need to just toughen up a little bit and get alive. Why aren't you going to church with sister so-and-so? Well, said God, get with you and God. One lady, one lady sent me a letter and told me I was a horrible pastor one time. I said, I didn't know I was a bad pastor until you told me. And then she sent me another letter and said, well, it really wasn't you. I was mad at my husband. I said, why take it out on me? If a cashier hurts your feelings at Walmart, you're gonna quit going to Walmart? My wife's ex-sister-in-law, she said one time, she said, I don't go to church. She said, there's, there's too many hypocrites in church. I said, well, one more hypocrite wouldn't hurt anything. <laughs> said, you wanna go to church with them or you wanna go to hell with them? Praise God. <laughs> A hypocrite's not gonna keep me from the presence of God. They go to Kroger with them, they go to McDonald's with them, they go to Shoney's with them, they go to everywhere with them, but they don't wanna come to church with them. Scoot over a little bit. I'm on my way to glory, and I want my name to stay in the book of life. Praise God, hallelujah. We can make it. We can make it. I read years ago when I first started preaching that two frogs fell in a bucket of cream. And they were kicking and couldn't get out. And one of the frogs said, I'm giving up, this was hopeless. And the other one said, well, I'm gonna kick around and see what happens. And one of them sunk down to the bottom and, and drowned and the other one kept kicking. You know what happens when you stir that cream up? Turn, it turned to butter. So he just hopped out. Praise God. Remember the old mule that fell in the well? And the farmer said, well, he's old. The well's dry and the mule's old. And so he called his neighbor and said, let's just bury him. 
and they'd throw dirt down there and he starts hollering like, like mules do. And he couldn't stand it. He said, shovel faster. Finally, they quit shoveling and he looked in there and threw a thing of dirt and it landed on that mule's back and he just went. He stepped on it pretty soon. He kept shaking it off and stepping on it till he stepped right out of that well. You might get dirt thrown on you, but I'm here to tell you, don't let it get in your heart. Shake it off and step on it. You can make it. You can make it tonight. I don't, I don't want to go to hell. 2 Timothy 4 and 10, if they'd come to the music tonight. For Demas hath forsaken me. Somebody said, where's Demas? Paul said, oh, he's forsaken me. He, he loved this present world. I've been to church and say, well, where's so-and-so at? Ah, uh, they don't go to church anymore. Praise God. You're going to find me in church. I've been in church since, I've been going to church my whole life. But I repented in 1968 when I was 12 years old. And I'm telling you what, I'm still on my road to heaven. You're not taking my mansion. I remember one time I was leading service and I said, if you don't want yours, I'm praying God will give it to me. And there's a lady jumped up and said, you ain't getting mine. She ran to the altar, repented, and God filled her with the Holy Ghost. <laughs> you ain't getting mine. No, sir. Somebody said, well, if my wife goes to hell, I want to go. No, baby. You ain't going to love me if, if we go to hell. You're going to hate me for not helping you get to heaven. It's not going to be in love in hell. Just hate in hell. I ain't going. If mama don't go, I'm going to journey on. If pastor don't go, I'm going to journey on. I'm on my way. Praise God. I'm on my way. And I'm not just stopping by the church. I'm here to stay. I'm rooted and grounded in the word of God. Praise God. Let's stand tonight. Hallelujah. Let's bow our heads. Thank you, Jesus, for your word tonight. Thank you, Lord, that we're secure in you, Jesus, that your grace is sufficient, your love's abundant. Lord, that there'll never be a temptation that's brought on us that you won't make a way of escape. But thank you for all the times, Lord, that you've, you've delivered us from trouble, Lord from temptation. And I pray for all these folks in here tonight, God, that you would give them an encouraging spirit, Lord, and help them to get a bulldog grip on the kingdom of God that the devil can't shake them off. Lord, if they're apt to get their feelings hurt, I pray that you would toughen them up, Lord Jesus, that nothing would bother them. Thank you, Lord, for salvation in your name. Let's sing tonight. Thanks again for listening to the Anchor Church Podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you subscribe so you can keep up on our weekly sermons. If you're in the Zanesville area, we invite you to join us on Sundays. You can find all the details on our website at theanchor.church. Again, thanks so much for listening, and we hope to see you soon.